listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. This episode is brought to you by Podcorn. If you're like us and were a bit clueless as to how to turn your podcast from a hobby into a business, then listen up. Podcorn is basically a dating app for podcasters, but instead of helping you find love, It's a marketplace where podcasters like us match with amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more for a variety of brands. Remember hearing about Cherry, Iconic Protein, and the Mighty Patch on our show? All sponsorships through Podcorn. The site is super user-friendly, and there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes, even the new ones who started during quarantine, can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. You can set your own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. If starting a podcast and turning it into a business seems complicated, we're here to tell you it's not. Thanks to Podcorn. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. We always say that it's super attractive when people have their own things going for them. So why not make your dream a reality and add Podcaster to your dating profile? Click the link in our show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. But we are your resident best friends here to help you along your relationship journey. We are your very own cute little fun fairies bringing joy to the process and sprinkling love dust all over the place because it takes a village to date and wear your community. And you can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend. We share our tips, tricks, and expert guests and our own relationship highs and lows with you guys every week. So sharing our show with your friends and loved ones helps complete our circle of love. Thank you. We respect those that don't kiss and tell. And while that might not be us, because hello, do you listen to our show? We do respect the right to a secret ballot. So we won't disclose our dirty voting details, but we will say we are excited for change. Hint, hint. We're hopeful, just like when we talk about love, but we are a bit uneasy about the potential of riots and unrest, no matter which way the election goes. Can't we all just get along and love each other? If not, at least can we use this next chunk of time to get a bit distracted and talk about other types of reality? I think we can. We're all suffering from election stress disorder, and we are, especially here at this show, elated to have author, speaker, and host of Hashtag No Filter, an adulting podcast, Zach Peter, in again to discuss our love for celebs and reality TV, why we should all consider a self-induced dating cleanse, the upcoming cuffing season, and why we need his Hack Your Hangover cocktail guide after the election. Zach is a pop culture and wellness junkie turned published author, podcaster, and unsolicited advice giver. As a writer, he's published a total of four books with work featured on Pop Sugar, Men's Health, Yahoo, and more. You can catch his signature wit and gift of gab as host of, like Lauren said, Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, a juicy podcast for pop culture and reality TV lovers, and Hashtag Adulting, a lifestyle podcast for millennial go-getters living life on their own terms. He majored in adulting with no filter. Welcome back to the show, Zach. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us on this very unprecedented week 
during the year of 2020 full of unprecedented times. That's like the word of the year. Aside from like COVID and misinformation, unprecedented is the word of 2020. And I'm very excited to be here with you on such an unprecedented week. I'm really excited for it to just be normally precedented now. Like, <laughs> like let's remove the un because like, ugh. so with all the ugh, how are you doing first and foremost? Because like, we're all stressed about the election and all of the things happening. How are you? See, I feel like I see everybody on social media and everybody's like, oh my God, I'm stress eating and I'm drinking and I'm going crazy about the election. Like for me, I know that tomorrow is still going to be Wednesday or, you know, whatever day people are listening to this. Tomorrow is still going to be another day. The sun is still going to rise. The sun will still set. I will wake up in my bed. Like, like I think we put so much pressure on, you know, what the results of the election are going to be, or if you're listening to this afterwards, what they already have been. And like, I just always try to like stay as present as I can. And I know I sound like super fucking woo woo LA Gwyneth Paltrow with the jade egg up my hoo-ha. But like, I just, I feel like 2020 has taught me to be so present and that's all that I'm trying to focus on. And that's how I'm just coming at this week is just like taking it moment by moment and knowing that like my life is not going to change drastically, you know, overnight knock on wood you believe that though like that either presidential candidate you know if in office is not going to really impact your life in that you know crucial of a way like what if and i'm just playing this out like i'm throwing out one of the presidents decides like no gay marriage or like it's gonna be the fucking handmaid's tale what if it does go that route like has any of this been at all a concern or you're just like "Mm, it's not it's gonna be marginal see I feel like the what if conversation is what a lot of people keep channeling and I think that's why so many people are so anxious is because we keep bringing up this like what if and when we bring up the what if we automatically jump to the worst case scenario I think it's very possible that we would get back into Handmaid's Tale with both presidential candidates and that's just me being completely honest right now I think that that's a very real possibility either way the coin lands you know I'm it's really challenging for me kind of seeing all of this like unrest and this division especially on social media with people Um, I think when we even break down the issues or really kind of look at what our priorities are a lot people are a lot more alike than we're not and I think we focus too often on the two differences that we have instead of the 10 other similarities that we have and so for me, when it comes to this election, I feel like every elect, every presidential election where I was like, this is the biggest, most important election of our lives. And it feels that way every four years. But I just, you know, again, for me, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to continue to show up and try to be the best person that I can be and continue to fight for the injustices that I see in my life and for the people around me. And whoever is the president is not going to dictate, you know, how I choose to live my life and how I choose to show up in the world every day. I do not totally disagree with that. And especially with the sentiment of like, either choice could send us into that extreme worry land that yes handmaid's tale or whatever freaking netflix show you've been watching that bird box or whatever the hell it is you (laughs) will and i mean because to be honest like they're all politicians in my opinion i voted i did my best but they're all fucking liars 
It's like, I feel like a scorned girlfriend right now. Like men are all liars. Fuck them. Like whatever. Like once a cheater, always a cheater. But like, let's be real. Like most of them are career politicians and most of them are liars. And how many times do you even get one in there that actually does what they say they're going to do and on their truth to their platform? Like, I mean, I skew left, but like there's a lot of anybody extreme on either side is a worry and it again it's kind of like dating like I've always said like anybody extreme is hard for me to like fall in love with if you're super Mm -hmm. duper uber religious like kind of freaks me out if you're like I can't drink ever at all again in my life or look at an alcohol because of like a past situation that like it's gonna be a problem for me so uh, and I get it and I respect it I just think that anything extreme is scary and we're at a time right now where a lot of extreme things are happening. And this could be one of those times where it like catapults into one of the scary extremities and let's just hope not. But I mean, does it make you like comparing it to dating Zach? Like I, it sounds like you're pretty Zen and you've got like a nice hold on this whole thing. Like how do you approach dating? Are you like, what is your dating status right now? I'm very, very single. I've made a commitment to like cock block myself from now until the end of the year because I like, look, when when everything first got shut down and like the only way we were able to date was like virtually via Zoom, I was like a Zoom slut and I was going on dates every night and I, you know, we were, I wasn't even like waiting to get to know you on Bumble. I was like, what are you doing tonight? You want to Zoom? And I was, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's Zoom tonight. I'm going to Zoom you so hard. And so I would Zoom like every single night and then I ended up having like two really strong potentials and these two guys that I really liked and I felt like I was on The Bachelor you know and I was like which one is going to get the final rose and then joke was on me because at the end of it they both ended up fucking me over because those that's just men and men like politicians just always lie um and so I just kind of decided that I realized that like the place that I was approaching dating pre-COVID and in 2020 was exactly the same and that's why the result was always the same because I was always like coming at it with like this very clear end goal in mind and I think it was a little too aggressive or it was a little too much that I think it was you know I think it may have had like a undertone of odor of desperation that was kind of like getting off to the other guys and it was like it was a bit more much and like I get it I'm a bit much why until 2021 like what do you think is going to be different between now and then like a fresh new year I mean it might continue beyond like January 1st and I'm totally okay with that what I've basically committed it's more of like a discipline saying at least for the next you know, two months, I'm not going to be on any dating apps. So what the cockblock basically is, is that I'm not going to approach anybody. I'm not going to seek out anybody. If anybody, you know, comes through and like really wants to take me out, I'll consider it. But what I want to do is really kind of focus on me and take out the distraction of boys. And then when the right contender decides, you know, he wants to to make a move on me and ask me out or take me out or take me to his studio apartment bedroom, then like I'm down for it. Okay, wait, first, I need to go back to how did they virtually fuck you over? So one guy who wasn't in Los Angeles, he was quarantining with his family in New York, but he lived in LA. He and he was also talking to other guys. And then he said that of the other guys that he was talking to, there was one other one that he really liked more than me. 
And I was kind of like, okay, well, like, ouch, but I appreciate the respect. And then he came back to LA and was like, yeah, things didn't work out with the other guy, but like, let's go for coffee. And so I was like, begrudgingly, like, "Mm, I'm already your second option, but like, let me give you a try because you're making an effort. And then I went out with him and we had coffee and we, you know, walked around downtown and it was on our little coffee date that he told me that, you know, he just thinks our connection is so strong that he would hate it. He would hate to interrupt that by dating me and he would rather just be my friend and we can have regular friendly coffee dates every week. And then I was like, okay, you can go fuck yourself. And then the other one told me that he was like so into me and he wanted to like basically marry me. And then he ended up just ghosting me. Okay. So I have a question about that because obviously you and I are both single. Why do you think people lie? Like speaking of politicians, like what we get why they lie. It's to get, you know, voted into office or whatever the reason may be. Why in Mm -hmm. dating do you think people lie? Because isn't the goal to find somebody like what? and, And shouldn't we all be unfiltered like you are? Why are they lying? I don't think it's a conscious line. I don't think they go into it knowing or believing that they're lying. I think they genuinely, when a guy says that he's dating with the intention of being in a relationship, I think he truly believes that, but he's just not in the place where he's willing to get past any baggage that he has. Like you can say, I want to be in a relationship and you can maybe convince yourself that you do. But if you're not in the place where you're ready or you've moved past any of your commitment issues, then I don't think you're ever going to be able to happily be in a relationship because you're truly not ready for that. I could relate to what you said when that guy asked you out after saying he was the fucking bachelor, like, oh, I like somebody else better than you. And then, oh, wait, just kidding. That didn't work out. And you're like, well, I'm your second choice. I've felt that way before. And of course you have the right to feel that way, but think about it like this, like you're the 529th choice potentially. Like it's like, there's been so many other guys before you and potentially after you and you the same that like, In that moment, you feel like the second choice, but don't even put yourself in that, okay, like I'm second fiddle because really it's so much more, I know that sounds negative, more negative, but it's so much more overwhelming than that because it really, it's like your whatever choice has just come to the plate. Like even if it was two weeks later and it wasn't like just after that guy that turned him down, you're okay. Now he wants to go out with you. Well, are you still second choice? You're just the new guy. Like when does it turn over to clean slate or do you just tally up all the other guys before you like then you'd be like 490th guy <laughs> so many I mean, whatever you know what i'm saying like don't think of it like that like oh yeah, you make him out to be such a slut i think to that point i think i think you're right and i think in his mind he like recalibrated and like started back at the beginning and was like oh we had a connection let me you know refresh the the table and bring Zach back on. But I think where I had that moment of feeling like the second choice was after he had told me he really just wanted to be friends. Because at that point, it was just like, like, what are you dating for then? Like, if you are afraid of if you think that this is truly the best connection that you've made in 2020, and you really like our connection, then why is that not worth risking by entering into a dating type of situation and like why play it safe and you know just have me be your friend like I just I don't want to be the safe card I want to be the card that you bet your money on of course and it doesn't seem like it seems like one of those things that it's only far if you don't want to go like 
Our favorite thing ever. In fact, I think Lauren, like Zach, we should make t-shirts that say that because that is like the best, the only saying that makes sense for people that don't want to do things. Zach, you have sworn off dating now, let's say for the rest of 2020. Do you feel though that it's like people are just super unsexy and like just not in a good place to date because of the world that we're living in and like maybe you too and starting you know later on and revisiting this is like more the way to go because of everything else going on in the world I think 2020 has been like a really big mirror for a lot of people primarily because we're stuck at home by ourselves that like we have to face our bullshit we have to face the ugly shit that we didn't want to deal with that we could bury under the rug and kind of project elsewhere and now we're kind of realizing all these different parts of ourselves that like people don't know how to deal with like I think there's a luxury with living in Los Angeles like with me I've been into all the woo-woo shit for a really long time but so like I'm used to kind of doing doing that self-help work. I'm definitely like a self-help addict where I read all the books, I consume all the podcasts, I watch all the videos, and I'm always trying to work on myself and and work through any past traumas that I, you know, definitely have to still work through. I don't think a lot of people are in that place. And this is the first time they're having to face that. So I don't think 2020 is a smart year to date, especially because there are and maybe more so at the beginning of the, the lockdown situation, people were jumping into relationships and they were progressing so much quicker because we had so much more time that I think, you know, this is just a really weird year that we're all just trying to get through. And I think once we get through the mud, 2021 will open up a new opportunity for us to hopefully, you know, be able to approach our personal lives with such a different headspace. It's like every episode of The Bachelor times a billion. They're all Mm -hmm. there wrong reasons. Like if you are dating because you're scared to be alone for a quarantine or whatever, that's already the wrong reason. So that's, I can see what you're talking about, like the mud of 2020. And, and I do think that actually could end up benefiting a lot of people to think about, like, ask yourself, why are you like actively, if, if you feel like you've like ramped up your dating, why are you ramping it up? Is it because you're just like enthusiastic and excited? Cool, then that's totally fine. But if it's for other reasons like fear-based. You're lonely, yeah. Exactly. Then you're like, that's probably not a good idea. Or like, for example, cuffing season. This is a thing. We talk about it every year. We are, Halloween is over. Cuffing season is officially started. Like that again it's cute. I get it. But like, it does feel like in a mild way, like dating for the wrong reason, because like it's Christmas and you want to bring someone home for the holidays and you want someone to cuddle up with, and you want to watch Hallmark movies with someone and whatever, like those are all really dumb reasons to be dating. No, like, what do you think about cuffing season? See, I think that's why this is the perfect time of year aside from like February with Valentine's day to do the chastity about cock block is because I don't come at it for, I won't be approaching dating for these next two months from like this. I feel lonely. I feel insecure. I want to watch videos with somebody on the couch under the blanket and like, you know, make it all cute and Instagrammy. Like, no, I can put all of that bullshit out of the sphere and be like, no, I, you know, I'm going to watch Holiday with Emma Roberts by myself and have a drink and enjoy myself without the pressure of thinking that I need to be with somebody or the pressure of even wanting to be with somebody because I know at least for the next two months, I am definitely going to be single and I'm not letting any dick inside me. 
Ooh, I love, I love that it is like decided and it's a decision versus like what people sometimes feel is suffering or happening to them. And they're the victim of their scenario versus you deciding that Mm -hmm. this is so. And by the way, I don't know if you actually already watched Holiday. I did. And I have a lot of opinions about that film, if we can call it that. Uh, And we know I don't discriminate against any sort of rom-com and or Christmas movie, especially when they are combined. It was heinous. Oh, Jen, I was just going to watch it after Zach mentioned that. Don't do it. I don't think it's heinous. Which is own one man's trash is another man's treasure. See, but I also have a very low expectation for rom-coms, Christmas movies, and Netflix, you know, combinations of the two. Zach, so does Jen. I live for Hallmark Lifetime and like my performance art at home. Like, honestly, like there is no Hallmark movie that has gone unseen in this home. I've seen them. I could tell you even if you gave me just some words strung together, I could be like, saw it starring Jen Lilly. Got it. Boom. And I could act it out. She has a very, very, very low standard, unlike her (laughs) standard for men for Christmas movies. It's like any Christmas, anything, (laughs) she does not care. And she's a Jew. So you riddle me that one. Exactly. And I did just order a new Christmas tree. But anywho, so aside from holiday, I am with you on the making the choice for yourself so that it is not, again, a victim of your reality. It's a choice you're making and you're coming to peace and terms and making the best of it. I actually think going back to the whole COVID thing and the quarantine and how people want to have somebody for cuffing season, like, sure, it would be lovely to have a real authentic relationship. However, having to babysit someone or like, you know, tiptoe around a human being just to have a warm body there, like sometimes is more annoying than not having them at all, kicking your feet up, eating what you want, drinking what you want, watching what you want, and like living your best life, like in your singledom. And it's it's not even, why should that even be technically a relationship scenario versus just like you are you and you're doing things you like? And then you're just, it's too much pressure during a time like this where then you're like, what do I buy the person for Christmas? For cuffing season or quarantine season. Like it's kind of like an arranged marriage, but like an arranged relationship that is time sensitive and like has many less filters than it would if you were any other time of year. But like when it's, you know, you don't really know somebody that well and you're just filling a void with a human being, I think that is almost more uncomfortable than just like enjoying your time with yourself. More people need to do it because I think that so many people approach dating with this like need. I need to be in a relationship. I need to earn the approval of a guy. I need to, you know, I'm getting older and my eggs are, you know, expiring soon. You know, we have this like pressure that we put on it. And I think removing that pressure and kind of just like letting it be on your own terms. Like, I I mean, look, let's be real. I would love for me to just be walking down the street one day and for me to just like fall and to have Matthew McConaughey catch me as a, as a, truck is coming my way and save me and like let that be my happily ever after like jennifer lopez in made in manhattan the wedding planner that's the so wedding. oh the wedding planner that's it what no what's it the what is it the wedding planner? yeah, yeah. Um, like i would love for something like that to happen to me um i don't know if that's realistic i feel i feel like that's a very high expectation but like for me i just i feel like if we take away the pressure of like needing to or wanting to be in a relationship then like it leaves up so much more room to kind of just 
be and to be able to breathe and to be able to like focus all your anxieties on like the election. Speaking of Matthew McConaughey and JLo, let's have a little escape for a second and talk about our love for reality TV and celebs. You also mentioned Frozen Mm. Egg, which makes me think of Sheena, which makes me think of Vanderpump Rules, which makes me think like, why are they all getting pregnant? Is this the new trend? I have (laughs) no things to say. Where do we start? Let's start with... Who are, are your favorite celebrity couples? And like, speaking of JLo, do you take like celebrity couples seriously when they're like on marriage number five? And like, I know that sounds like a, a dumb kind of question, but like some people are like, you know, no, this is the one I can tell. Like, I just, it's really hard for me with like JLo and, and A-Rod. Like what's going on? You don't like JLo and A-Rod? I think they're like a fun vibe. They do like commercials together. Totally fun. I just am like, are they even real? Like, or is that an arranged publicist marriage? Like at some point I'm just like, why even fucking bother getting married? Like, what is the point? Like, I mean, I guess that's just my opinion on marriage. Like just do like be together. Then do you have to do the whole like hullabaloo? Can you just like, I mean, it's like the fifth time. It doesn't really like, I don't mean it's like, does it at some point does the novelty wear off? Like you've done this five fucking times now, like we're going to walk down the aisle in the big white dress and like, be like till death do us part. Wait, just kidding. Five times in a row. Like at some point do you just go like, okay, well let's just like be Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I love Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I think I look at I love a good like celebrity relationship and like a juicy celebrity like breakup like you brought up reality TV and we just found out that Erica Girardi's divorced Tom Girardi from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and like that was like a big like shocker breaking news on it's complicated Zach Peter what yes it happened today like they she just filed for divorce we found out she doesn't have a prenup like it's a whole thing where like she's about to take him to the bank and like I think there's a lot of those like in Nicole Smith moments where you have you know a a very young girl that's married to a very much older man that has a lot of money and then you know, you find that like for a while they're okay, comfortable kind of being the housewife. And then eventually they get a little bit of fame. They start to make their own money. And then they realize like, I don't need this man. And the reasons I came into this relationship were for the security that he provided both emotionally and financially. And when you're able to kind of move past that, you see people like Erica Jane who are like, fuck this, I'm out. And so, you know, I think I love a good juicy scandal like that. I think when it comes to to J-Lo, I just don't think that those are real people. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, they've become such characters of themselves that, like, the marriages and the relationships and the publicity stunts, like, it's all such a a machine that, like, none of it at this point is really that real. That's how I feel. But, like, going back to Vanderpump, like Lauren brought up, I think for I looked at one post and I was like, wait, all three of them are pregnant? First of all. They are hot tranny messes. They are the train wreck of train wrecks. Like, I don't understand how they're all married and or having kids and at the same time, because it's not that easy to get pregnant. They're making it look like, let's just all go, like, get our nails done together and then I'll go get pregnant. In all fairness, Sheena has been pretty public about her, like, struggles with fertility. Well, I don't know if you, she would cause them struggles or not, but her fertility journey and that... She, you know, I, I don't know exactly how she got pregnant, but she did like freeze eggs and do all the things. Wait, oh my God. I'm sorry. She's pregnant to Anne, Lala, yeah. and Brittany. Yeah. Stassi, Brittany, Lala, and Sheena are all currently pregnant. Yes. 
Stassi, I think, is in the lead with like when she got pregnant. She was the first to get pregnant. And then Lala, Brittany, and Sheena all got pregnant within the same two week time span. Yeah. So they're all having babies at the same time. Yeah. Who is Sheena pregnant? Her with? boyfriend that looks like um like a long haired bodybuilder. Oh my god, guys, I am so I think I've been very consumed with COVID and the election that I have missed all of this hot goss and like didn't even realize also i think going back to erica jane i think that's really interesting she filed for divorce on a day that is a very busy news cycle like it was totally intentional she thought it was gonna get buried in the news which at this point it kind of already has we'll be thinking about it again tomorrow we were thinking about it all you know this afternoon obviously the election is going to be a small break but at this point i think if, if 2020 has taught us anything it's that we live for these pop culture scandals because it's kind of our escapism away from all of the crazy heaviness that, you know, 2020 has kind of brought. So it's a temporary pause on how we're going to dig into what happened with her marriage, but we're definitely going to dig. Oh yeah. We're, de- I mean, for sure we're going to dig and hopefully it will come out in the reality show that we love that called the housewives that I personally think Beverly Hills is the best one, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it definitely is. You New York used to be 1000%, but now Beverly Hills is just getting, I mean, how good was the Denise Richards drama? I mean, it is so like, juicy. and it's so good too, because they're like, these worlds are colliding where it's like, these people became stars on the show and now stars are joining the show. And so it's like this melding of worlds of like reality TV and celebrities that are like becoming equally as popular on the totem pole of celebration, if you will. Like we celebrate these actors and actresses and now these reality shows are right up there. I mean, you're having like Denise Richards and Garcelle and these actresses that are coming on these shows and it is helping their, I'm sure their careers. And we are all glued to the TV. You're like the pop culture, like wizard over there and like you love reality tv why do you think that we like are so especially now with like all the shit going on in the world and it feels trivial like why are we all into this so much and p.s could you date someone who wasn't into reality tv to answer your first question i think it's escapism and it's um there's a bit of um like desire to want to lead that lifestyle. I think it's like a, you know, it's like one of the reasons we follow those really fucking pretty girls on Instagram or follow these vacation channels on Instagram is because like, we want to like feel like we're a part of that life, even though our lives may not necessarily reflect that. And then it's also escapism in the sense of like, this is a really heavy year that like, we just want to focus on somebody else's juicy gossip and drama. Like we want to know, you know, when Brandy Glanville went down on Denise Richards and like, how did it happen? And where was Patrick Maldoon? Was he in the threesome with them? Where was Aaron Pfeiffer's? Like, we just, we want to like distract ourselves from, I think reality TV in 2020 is what it's always been. It's been distraction from our own kind of the chaos in our own lives. If we watch people on reality TV and we watch their lives and their drama, it makes us feel one, a little more normal. And two, it just gives us something to kind of like salivate over so that we can not pay attention to, you know, the ever surmounting bills that we have in our life. Well, so, okay. Speaking of reality TV, our president was a former reality TV star. Um, so do you think, here we go. Do you think that he and Melania do sex? 
No. No. I think he... I think she only does sex probably for her, like, you know, her monthly allowance. <laughs> I mean, it is, they have a ceremony like in... Um, but let's be honest. He would much rather have Ivana. Ivanka. Oh, God. The daughter. His daughter? It's actually quite gross. The it's gross. It's very gross. But we all know it's it's in there. Oh. Some, yeah, the way she spoke about him during, like, one whatever that... I don't the the town hall or whatever that thing was was like okay you love your dad in a way that is different than other people love their dad. <laughs> she has a very psychologically warped view of her father and he has a very interesting view of her. Like it's not a normal relationship. But I don't think that him and Melania do sex at all. I think Melania likes him for his big bank account and not his big downstairs not his no no area no 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 and also his hands are tiny and they move and flail about in the weirdest ways i can't even imagine him in any sexual capacity whatsoever makes me want to barf (laughs) but you don't think that he's super romantic in the bedroom I mean, well, he's always talking about things being huge. So I don't know. Maybe that is overcompensating. Maybe it's just familiar. I have zero. I can't even. Jen, that is going down a road of (laughs) going dirty talk that you, I don't think, want to open that door because Jen doesn't like to hear gross, dirty words. La, la, la. And she (laughs) just really is opening a door that I am going to shut and move on from because it's going to... (laughs) It's going to hurt her ears, and we—that is just not. I won't do that to you, Jen. And I thank you. And I'm hurting enough right now, so I appreciate—I appreciate your support in this matter. Back, okay, you know how people like going back a little bit. How people make you know like I always say I'm going to watch trash my trash like to James when I'm going to watch trash TV. I'm going to watch The Housewives, whatever. I say it with love because I love it, and I understand that there's a level of trash that happens while I'm also watching these very rich, classy women do their thing. So it's fun. (laughs) But people make people feel bad, like, oh, it's a guilty pleasure, or it's the, you know, there's all these negative words. Those are the people that have hookers under the bed. It's like, first of all, it's not like, okay, for example, and James, like, you know, actually was starting to watch the housewives with me and was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like he got into it, but he was like, I mean, he and other people I've heard say like, this is like making you dumber by the second. And I also, I fully admit, I actually like watching football. I'm super into it. I love the like, the the game days and the food and the drinks and like the social aspect when that was a thing like and I love watching the game and learning about it it's exciting I'm not like one of those girls that's faking it I really do like watching it but my argument is is football making you smarter like are you watching like that's not it's you're like just having fun watching why do you have to fucking get smarter by watching tv like if you date it I mean you can have room for that if you want but like on on some shows that you're watching or some podcasts that you're listening to great but like they don't all have to be educational and trust me those people who say that aren't watching educational tv if you dated somebody who was like that's making you like stupid or just kind of like scoffed at it or like didn't couldn't wouldn't watch it with you or whatever would that be a problem has that ever happened for you before 
Listen, look, it's 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 like nobody watches porn to get smarter. You watch it because there's an end game. There's an agenda. You know what I mean? Like you are, whether it's escapism or distraction or in porn's case, an orgasm, like the local news doesn't make you any smarter. It makes you anxious. The sports teams don't, sports games don't make you any smarter. They just, you know, give you something to root for. Same thing with Housewives and reality TV. Like everything has an objective and the objective doesn't necessarily mean mean doesn't necessarily need to be personal development i think if our lives were personal development 24 7 we would want to fucking shoot ourselves in the face when it comes to partners and not liking reality tv i have definitely come across people that i've dated that don't share the same appreciation for reality tv as i do and like look i geek out over it i interview all the reality stars i dish all the latest gossip on my show that like you know it's definitely all consuming in my life but I personally kind of like a bit of a balance I like a guy that like isn't like I would rather date somebody and be or like you know get to know somebody that isn't a housewives fan that way one I can introduce them to the world of housewives because it's fucking great and two because like I feel like there needs to be a little bit of a give and take and a balance and I like somebody that doesn't always see the world the way I see it or doesn't always have the same interests that I have that way I have new exposure to other things. I think that that's healthy. I agree with that. Um, Although I feel like when someone insults what I like to watch, like it's one thing if they like different things, it's another thing to insult the thing you like. So like when I say I'm watching The Bachelorette and they're like, that's trash. Like, how can you watch that? I'm like, wait, what? Okay, so that feels like a personal attack because it's my taste, which we all know is not great, but that doesn't make me a shitty person or any less loving or caring. It just makes me have a sort of wider variety of things I can watch because I don't hold these things to such a high standard. It's not that precious. It's not that precious. If someone, again, going back to the extreme that we talked about, if someone's that extreme, like ripping on you and judging your character because of something you fucking watch, goodbye. It's insecurity and projection and I don't have time for that shit. Goodbye. Ain't got time. We also ain't got time for hangovers. Mm -mm. So, you know, we're we're getting up there in our age because that's just how like everyday works. We get a little bit older (laughs) and- that's called math and science, I guess, both those and things. The reality uh, TV is making you smarter, Jen. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but tell us about your new Hacker Hangover fall cocktail guide and how it came about because we need it and we got to drink all the drinks. Oh, yes. So I designed... Um, 15 clean and delicious cocktail recipes that are like super easy to make. Cause like, listen, I love me some goop and Gwyneth Paltrow. I'd love me a little Martha Stewart, but like you go and you like, you check them out and their lifestyles just seem like so affluential and so unattainable. And you look at their recipes and they're like 25 ingredients and 48 hours of prep time. And I'm just like, I don't have time for that shit. I just want to drink a good cocktail. That's one going to get me nice and lit, but also not going to leave me like with a headache and like debilitated for the next two days because as you know the older you get the longer it takes to recover from a hangover and it's like the worst thing ever like I have like full day hangovers now um so I wanted to create really easy to make recipes that are also really tasty and like 
aren't going to leave you with like your body hurting the next day. So I started like this hack your hangover guide back in like 2018, where we did a whole guide that like goes into like an easy to digest way to understand how hangovers work and how to like not get hungover when you go out to drink or if you're making cocktails at home, like a bunch of easy tips, tricks and like rules of thumb. Um, And then I followed that up with a holiday guide last year. And then this year, I'm like, we're all inside. We're all going to be spending Halloween indoors where we have Thanksgiving and Christmas. And like, we just need recipes that are going to be clean, easy, which we can order on Amazon. Um, And so I designed, you know, 15 new recipes that are really fall and festive. I have one that's called like election night. That's really strong with like mezcal and tequila combined. Um, I had some really fun Halloween cocktails. There was like a collagen cocktail that I made that was called like the fountain of youth. They have like, I pull different themes from like Hocus Pocus and the Addams Family and the Grinch, like a lot of fun classic movies that we, that we love. I turned those into different, recipes that we can easily make at home so it's just like a fun guide that will make you feel nice toasty and fall and festive af without having to suffer debilitating hangovers oh there are so many good things and all that there's like themes and holidays and no hangover and like potential zoom dates if you're not cock blocking yourself like this Mm. is great i mean everyone needs to find this hack your hangover cocktail guide before we get into that we need to leave our listeners with your favorite off the top of your head i'm sure there's many unfiltered adulting tip for 2020 Ugh, an unfiltered, ugh, I mean, there are so many. God, I'm going to give you two. The first one is always have a ring light because at this point, everything's over Zoom. Everything's digital and virtual. So make sure you have a ring light ready all the time because you're always going to look cute with great lighting. And two, I would say this one's a little more woo-woo, but like, I think we take so many things so personally we want to judge so many people right now but like uh, at the end of the day all we can do is kind of control ourselves we can't police other people all we can do is navigate our own sort of fears anxieties and expectations and I think when you kind of take control over your own life and you um, limit your expectations and just try to show up and like be the best version of yourself you can be like sometimes we don't need to wake up and not brush our hair and wear sweats all day it's okay to have a day like that but like let's pull ourselves together Let's try to have a good day and let's like, you know, just worry about making ourselves happy versus trying to correct or police any other people, I think is a really good reminder that we should focus on not just in 2020, but every year moving forward. Such a great tip. So well said. I completely agree with that. I'm sure everyone listening does. And if you don't, you need to like check yourself and maybe you need to like follow Zach and get a little bit more of that in your aura. Okay. So if people want to be a little bit more like just plain Zach, who is not plain at all, by the way, where can they follow you and also find this cocktail guide and all of your things? Yeah. So, I mean, it's my handle is at just plain Zach all over the internet and Zach is Z-A-C-K. I don't spell my shit with an H Z-A-C-K. So just plain Zach all over the internet, just plain Zach.com. You can download the hack your hangover guide at the adulting It's completely free. I don't like to charge people for shit. Like you can download the guide completely free. I don't make any money off of the guide. I really just do it because it was fun for me to do. I have some fun brands that I partner with, but you can download it at the adulting 
I have two podcasts, Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, which is celebrity news, pop culture news, reality TV news. I interview a lot of stars. We talked about Sheena. I had a great interview with Sheena last month where she spilled like so much tea about Lala and Stassi. And it's like a juicy podcast that you can listen to called Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. And then my other show is called Hashtag Adulting, which is more lifestyle and wellness stuff. Thank you again for joining us. This has been great. And honestly, at this point, it's like a tradition just to have you back on the show and catch up. And we love you as a friend and a fellow podcaster and a fellow American. Everybody, thank you also for listening. Tune in next week for an all new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show and It's Complicated wherever you get your podcasts to rate and comment. Also, hello, tell a friend. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social needs. And you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social needs. We'll be back next week. Love you long time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 